Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, listeners. Welcome to Hardcore Listing with Chris and that droopy-faced prick. It's been so long since I recorded an intro to myself, the Wastrel 76 and my most handsome friend Stuart Whiffin have been doing all the intros recently so I thought time to drop a intro bomb are you ready what's he gonna say actually nothing too offensive I don't think right now not in the mood because it's nearly Christmas and I'm so excited about that do you get excited about Christmas no yes Listen to our Patreon episode this week to find out what my number one is, which is also Christmas related. This week on Hardcore Listening, you have got two of my favourite people, Joel and John from The Dream Factory. Their podcast is brilliant, and this is coming from a dude who notoriously doesn't listen to podcasts. I haven't even listened to Scroobius Pip's interview with Liam Howlett, which I don't even know how I haven't got round to that yet. There is a part of me that's a little bit jealous that he got to hang out with Liam, and, and he's, he's chum. Um, that hurts, really, in many ways. Um, so, to say that I love the Dream Factory is saying something. It's a wicked, punchy podcast. It normally runs at about 30 minutes, and it's all about pitching movie ideas. So, you can tell that that would be right up my Strasse, which is street in German for all you uneducated types. It's basically me and Stu, Joel and John, this week, going over one of their top fives because we've been on Dream Factory before. And this week we actually recorded three episodes with Joel and John from the Dream Factory. So you're in for some real treats. You should go and listen to their episode, which is being released after hours. It's Christmas themed. It's their Christmas special. We were honoured to be allowed to come on to their Christmas special. And as a result, over those three episodes, we did try our best to get Joel and John smashed in true drunk cast fashion. And if you want to hear their last episode, it's on Patreon uh, that came out actually earlier this week. So if you're not one of our patrons, what you're doing in your life, you're, you're really fucking it up. And for Christmas, what better way to th- say thank you to um, Chrissy Goldtouch and uh, Mr. Atom Nuts than subscribing for just $10, $10 a month, eh? How about that? Um, yes, so this week, they do their top five worst films off IMDb, which is absolutely genius. I wish I was there. You're going to find out how and why the guys watch all these rubbish movies. 
and that explains why I'm pretty much in love with the pair of them. Joel, John, you were amazing. Folks, I hope you really enjoy this podcast. I'm going to do a few shout-outs. Firstly, to Love Beer. Because Charles has said he sold out of all the hardcore listing beer packs that he'd put on at love-beer.co.uk forward slash shop. He sold out of them. So you guys, thank you. Like, people are going crazy for that shit. He's put up now... Drunk cast Xmas bangers because we are recording a drunk cast in literally three days. I haven't, we haven't literally put one out this year. We're starting at half five, uh, and from the sounds of things, what Pip's got, the notes he's been making all year just seem very, very strange about observations about me. So, I, I'm no doubt he's just going to dig me out for three hours, um, for doing things like. I don't know, not getting one of Stu's jokes or something on the podcast, something unforgivable like that. But it should be a good laugh. Also, I want to give a shout out to Luke and our other sponsor, Bang Boom Creative. We have got, Luke has made the most insane video rigs for me and Stu to wear on our heads for a challenge that we're going to record, hopefully soon. We've cancelled it a few times because of just annoying life events um but hopefully we'll be recording them soon with luke and bang boom an amazing video production company i re- I, I was re- recommending him to other people go and check out their stuff um you can see our links to uh, on our site and whatnot right okay one last shout out susie gage is back doing podcasts was she ever away i don't know but she's back with a banger go and check out say why to drugs it's the live special. I think it's all about how... Obviously, because I don't listen to podcasts, I haven't listened to it yet. I think it's about the effect of drugs on people. I don't know. Like, I don't know. But I wasn't invited on there, which I was a bit offended by. But don't worry about that. Right, anyway, that's enough. Um, big shout out to the rest of the network. I love you all, except for Brett Goldstein, who smells... It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. We are here. We're in the within. Yep. Yep, yep. <clears throat> Which is good. We've done a few in the within because we went for about. Three months of just being in London all the time recording, didn't yeah, we? Yeah. And so we were saying we're going to try and do some more here. And that's been the case for yeah, the last, what, nice. three, four weeks? Yeah, it's been lovely, really, hasn't it? Not having yeah. to travel into London. Yeah. Should we talk about any more about our admin movements as well? Um, have, no. have you been anyway, mate? All right? Yeah, not bad. You're looking healthy. Thanks. Thanks. You've been exercising, haven't you? Yeah, my legs and my arms really hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Missy's got me a personal trainer. Before uh, Christmas. Before As Christmas. As a Christmas present. Yeah. She really, she preempted. She's repulsed by you. Well, I think she's just kind of at that point where she's like, I could deal with obese, but if I can kind of curb it just before morbidly obese, yeah. then that that's the kind of like, the, the line I'm trying to kind of like roll along. Did she think you were going to hit that this Christmas? Like, she <laughs> think she's going to save your life? She's like, it is literally one mince pie and five after eights from a fucking I think she was attack. looking, since we've had the kitchen and that knocked through, I think she was just thinking, will that make it easier if we have to crane him out the house? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, have you been all right, Christopher Glasson? Yeah, I'm all right. Been exercising. I've got abs. Well, I haven't got abs. Hold on, let me correct that. I've got. I realise your abs go right up here. Oh, okay. And I mean, that's killing. podcast gold. They're but what are you, me. What are you well, pointing to? They're basically to? meeting where your solar plexus is. Oh, okay. And it's killing me. Should mate. we introduce today's guests? <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah our, our guests today are the 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 magnanimous, the wonderful, much better at intros than us, <laughs> Joel and John from uh, our. One of my favourite podcasts, even though I don't listen to many, uh, Dream Factory. Hello. 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 You been working out, John? Uh, uh, all the time. Uh, yeah. Your hair looks nice, John, can oh, I just thank say. You. Have you recently had a little... Girlfriend got him a hairdresser just before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> she was looking at that haircut and going, it's, it's weeks away from... <laughs> I like that you said got him a hairdresser. Like, that's a stay, stay with them. It's that bad every yeah. day. Every morning. John, I, I, think, I think you've got posh hair. <laughs> <laughs> he has. He's got a tough hair. It's kind haircut. of foppish, isn't yeah. it? It's, yes. it's a bit Hugh Grant. This is why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> it's John's roast. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Oh, well, nice to see you guys. <laughs> so, so in, but no, but, but which Tory MP do you take a photo of to the hairdresser? <laughs> <laughs> but we should say, because you just introduced John and Joel, and what we realised today, I, I've been up, we, I saw you today at work, yeah. um, and we, we come into uh, your... Stu your... just visits me in my office. <laughs> yeah, I, I deliver sandwiches across the <laughs> offices in London. Um, but me and Scroob come in to see you today. Um, as we was walking out of there... Your colleagues when um, yeah yeah John Harris works in and we was like, oh yeah wicked we ain't seen John Harris since blah blah and then it was like I said to people, I'm going to ask John Harris what his second name is because people just call you John Harris they don't call you John do they <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, they told me that after that happened I've never I didn't know that people address me as my full name yeah but that's the thing what's, your middle, what's your middle name. Uh, I've got two. Joel's smirking because oh, he knows. Oh, I bet they're well posh. What are they? It's all falling into place now. <laughs> Look how good like Chris is that he ain't getting the piss ripped out of him. It's someone new. <laughs> for, the re- for the record, my mum is French, mm. so it's Claude Neal. Oh. John Claude Neal. John Claude, no <laughs> way. Wow. John Claude. Well, there you go. So now you yep. go. All the listeners can probably get into my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> would you like, would you hey, like you my mum's maiden so, so, yeah, name? Say, you said your mum was friend. <laughs> I mean, before she married her dad, what was her maiden name? <laughs> um, right, so thank you ever so much for getting on the, the train and coming down to... Thanks for having uh, us. Yeah, we love you. getting the train from Fenchurch Street, <laughs> a station that just seems to appear. when you, like, the, There's no signs for it around that no. part of London, unless you know where it Did is. Did you walk from Liverpool Street way to yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Because like, I just normally get on the train to Tower Hill and then Pip went, no, you can't do that. It's literally a five-minute walk. And I went, oh, okay. And then the first time I'd done it, uh, he got all angry and walked off because <laughs> I weren't walking fast enough because I had uncomfortable shoes on. Then I went, look, I'm going to go that way. And he went, oh, I'll race you. I got lost. Because <laughs> uh, it's not signposted. No, it's awful. But it's like London's in denial. That station yeah. exists. <laughs> you walk around around the block near Fenchurch Street and then yeah. all of a sudden you're at this massive train yeah. station. It's so it, weird. And, the, and yet it is like massive. Like, yeah. It's, it's yeah. used a lot anyway. But, um, the only the only way we found out at the end was because you see suddenly people disappearing like it's Diagon Alley and Harry Potter yeah. or something. I was going to say, yeah, it's not like platform 11 and three quarters or whatever. Is it, is it 11 and three quarters? It's nine. nine. I just, I have to don't say. Pretend, don't pretend you don't <laughs> like Harry Potter. Oh, what's that platform? 11 and, uh, 11 and a half or something. I've never seen one. Harry Potter. <laughs> I can't remember. I've seen See, I went to that thing because I have children yeah. and, okay. and and you can go and stand and have your photo taken by the oh, at King's trolley Cross. thing. At yeah, King's yeah, yeah. Cross, right? So I was like, they wanted to do it and, and 
my wife and my kids love them films. I'm not that into it. Okay. But really? when I got there, I just presumed it would just be something you just walk up and have it. There's like queues and shit, and yeah. like people that work in the queues. That, yeah. that make, and I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. And like, literally, no one's cottoned on to the fact that like, you could make a lot of money if you just wandered around selling like things to alleviate boredom of people that aren't in the Harry Potter <laughs> because they literally queued <laughs> for Lord an hour. Of the Rings books. And like, <laughs> I just thought, and there's only like a couple of little shops in that um, yeah. part where that is that are kind of exhausted within about five minutes. And I was like, Oh, I've literally, I'm alone with my own thoughts now for 55 minutes, and that's not a nice place no, to be. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Our listeners get to hear those thoughts <laughs> once a week, twice a week, some of them. So, what's your top five? Let's get on to it. Yeah, so in a, uh, in a previous podcast life, John and I did a show about uh, terrible films. Mm-hmm. Um, and we set out to watch. So I, the Internet Movie Database has got quite a famous top 250 film list. of like Everyone's review aggregated. It's got the top 250, and people kind of use it as a, um, a bit of a status thing to have watched them all or yeah. to have seen the top 10, and you go through, um, and it's got, you know, it's like Godfather Part 2 is number one, all that kind of stuff. Flesh Golden. What we kind of found out that there was the reverse of that, and you know, if you've got a top 250, there must be a bottom list mm-hmm. as well. And there is a there is a bot- collated bottom 100 films on the Internet Movie Database. And uh, John and I decided, against our better judgment, to watch all of them. And how many uh, have you seen? How many? We probably we got about done, fifty. Yeah, we got to about end. fifty, and then and then there's a lot of like Bollywood stuff on there. Yeah. I know it's a we thought we're straining into dodgy territory if we just start commenting on uh, cheap, <laughs> low-budget yeah, yeah. Bollywood yeah. productions. Well, a lot of yeah, look, there was a lot of foreign films, not just like Bollywood ones, um, that you could you couldn't any, get any, any French cinema. There was, I don't think there was, you know, because um, it's just so excellent. No, yeah. um, <laughs> um, and so it was foreign language, and we tried to do one, a film called Daniel de Zorbera. Uh, it's a German film without subtitles, and tried to do a podcast about it. But it's just impossible because we're, we're just watching essentially to, to what, what was to us gibberish. Mm. Well, um, and, I, I, come and, on, it was about a pervy wizard. Yeah, <laughs> and, so, and some weren't even available. Like some, there was one that was for a long time when we were doing it that sounded amazing. It sounds like a film that we would come up with on our current podcast, <laughs> Dream Factory. It was called The Tony Blair Witch Project, but it just didn't exist on the yeah. internet. So we couldn't, so we, we couldn't complete There's a the film list. Called that. Yeah. Apparently, according to the IMDb. There's another one that always skirted just outside the, the bottom 100 called I Know How Many Runs You Scored Last Summer. It's like a horror cricket film. And I was just desperate. I was waiting for the moment because we were very strict with our rules. And it was like always like 103, 104. I was like, you fucking Tom, give that one star. We'll be, we'll be watching that next week. Where did you source these films from? Nefarious places. No, oh, no, yeah, yeah. We had to just do a lot of uh, people have, you know, they're on like YouTube torrent like sites and stuff. Oh, right. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, films are. like that. When I was growing up, the only place you would see that would be to buy the DVD from a petrol station <laughs> out of like a basket. Never, never made cinema. Straight to petrol station. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're in a petrol station uh, listening to this, make sure, just have a look for the Tony Blair Witch Project for us. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we still want to watch we'll, it. We'll pay. We'll pay pick an up extraordinary pick us amount up of money. Four copies of it. But anyway, so we, we stopped doing that show. Um, a, because we kind of run out of films to do, but also we were we, we felt quite mean doing it because a lot of times there'd be like people's like uni productions and stuff that they'd gone so far as to make into a film and we felt a bit mean-spirited so we canned it mm. and we started a new podcast called The Dream Factory where we uh, make up, where people send us made-up film ideas mm-hmm. and so we can be quite mean about them because no one spent 
their savings getting them produced. <laughs> and if anyone did spend their savings getting a film that we picture on Dream Factor produced, it's their own fault. <laughs> that's their own stupid fault. Also, um, that's the height of, you know, you know when you're, you're making it, when someone's actually going to make a Dream Factor. We get, well, oh, we get an yeah. exec producer. That's credit. the dream. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys have been on an episode before and yeah. you'll be on it hope, next week probably if, if all scheduling goes to plan. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. that's... Uh, Super exciting. Yeah. We still haven't told you what our top five is and, yet. And with all really? that said, our top five <laughs> is uh, Australian buildings. <laughs> so we are doing uh, top five worst movies. Yeah. Fantastic. Like we've, we've sat and watched. And we, we were saying on the, on the train over here, actually, like, I would, be, I would hate to add up the number of hours we've actually spent watching and talking about these films. If you dedicated yeah. that to, you know, reading... The works of Dickens, or yeah. learning to play the piano, you uh, would have, you would have a skill, or you would have improved your life. You could have done something of worth. Couldn't yeah, you? Oh, oh, big time. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I'm <laughs> giving back to the community. <laughs> yeah. There's all sorts of things we could have done. Even just on a smaller scale, I'm fairly certain that Joel and I now have seen more of the bottom hundred than we've seen the top hundred on yeah. IMDb. Yeah. And, and John did a film degree. But that's the thing because it, it alienates you when you say because I, I love really bad movies, so mm. I do like B movies and. Um, you do, don't you? Yeah, yeah, and and so I end up watching them, looking at ways to make because you see so many mistakes in them. You're mm. like, oh, that's how you would make a good movie because I just wouldn't. I'd obviously avoid those mistakes. But after a while, you do feel like you're wasting your life watching them. Like, yeah, because yeah. like, there's not many other people you're going to get the opportunity to discuss, um, like giant shock, giant octopus versus mega shark. Yeah. <laughs> so that that came out when I was at uni and it got me quite into. That's what I think I got quite into B movies because yeah. that was one that was like. You could buy on DVD for a couple of quid, and when you're a student, you know mm. the the ratio of how much you're willing to spend on a film is, exactly. is is altered. So we used to buy this Asylum that made all those films, and they would make them in like they they basically copy a film that was out and make a budget version of it. So there were things like Snakes on a Train and ten thousand, uh, hundred million years BC. When Fuck 10, off! Years BC. Is there snakes on a train? Snakes on a train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I own I own a DVD inspiring. copy of Snakes on a Train. And so they would, yeah. <laughs> oh I, I don't know what their target market is. It's like people that are Fans just so lazily searching on that, Amazon. They're scared of flying. They'll just buy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people that love Isambard Kingdom Brunel and Snake. Um, yeah. So we would always be fascinated by like why they and what I always got always got me is that they always try and do big budget action films these yeah. like people that yeah. make B movies like why didn't you do yeah. like some sort of like a thriller or a rom com yeah. always like the fucking mega shot I don't understand it? why they have no concept of that's gonna look dog shit the mm. bigger you go the fucking worse yeah. it's gonna the it's worse like it's, it's in mega look. shot where a shark's chasing them. Yeah. But because they can only afford to do one bit of CGI, every time they look in the periscope, the shark's exactly the same <laughs> distance away from them. They're, they're trying to build peril and peril, which they just do by shaking the camera. Yeah, yeah. How uh, big does a shark have to be to be a mega shark? Uh, well, at one, point, at one point, it does yeah. jump out of the ocean and eat a plane. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Job done. Yeah, exactly. Now, that's a mega now you want to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that's is definitely the That's highlight. also a thing as well. I always think, oh, big shark, what's the peril? Because yeah. I, I just live on the land. No, no, no. no. Yeah, now we're safe. Uh, well, I, think, I think it also eats the Golden Gate Bridge. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so we did a live episode uh, where we screened a film called Jurassic Shark. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, before yeah. that, we did a presentation where we went through all the other B-movie shark movies. Uh, one of my favourite, there's Ghost Shark. Oh, that was on the tip of my tongue. Because you can, that, that gets you on land. Fine, yeah, there's a, girl in, there's a girl in a slip and slide at one point and you gets eaten by a shark. Because <laughs> any kind of mass of water Ghost Shark can get. Yeah, Chris, I love the idea there in the production. We need to get the shark on land. <laughs> Have they not heard of the street shark? the lost shark. Oh, oh, sorry, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> don't look, don't look. <laughs> yeah. There were snow sharks as well. That was one. Oh, no, I've seen snow and sharks. I think there's yeah. sand, a desert one. Yeah, sand, yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen shark. a desert themed one. Um, we're, before we did that uh, Jurassic Shark, I interviewed the director of Jurassic Shark. No. Over Skype or whatever. I had one of the weirdest half an hours of my life because he basically spends his life and, you know, like we were just saying, his savings making. Is he aware of yeah, yeah, Does he know? Well, this is the thing, right? So. Because you quite, can't say, ah, uh, well, that, I really, kept like, trying to, I kept trying to like suggest, you know, you, you've made a shit film. Like, how do you say it to someone politely? You know, he's yeah. taking his yeah. time, whatever. He's, this Canadian guy has made this film, and, and we ended the interview. And this is like what we yeah. play before the screening. He was like, you know, some people think this film's bad, but there's a cinema full of people about to watch it, so either way, I win. <laughs> it was like an evil laugh and signed off Skype. Oh, it's so weird. Yeah. What, he's just it's like, either way, I win. <laughs> Boop. So he's a villain in his own yeah, film yeah. then, basically. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's sort of aware. He's sort of aware. But we're friends on Facebook, and I, I regularly see that he's like putting on some musical in Canada about vampires. <laughs> mad. Absolutely mad. Yeah. So I'm, I'll fucking fuck my life up. I also that's, became that's friends with... Be. Uh, it's a weird time in our lives. I became friends with um, the lead in a film called Die Hard Dracula, <laughs> who is Crispin Glover's dad. He's Crispin oh. Glover's dad. So um, his son's been really successful. And he, he like... I, I think when we first became friends, he wrote like a really bizarre thing on my Facebook wall. It yeah. was like half caps lock, half lowercase. Like an insane <laughs> rant. And he does acting classes in LA. This guy, like this really rubbish actor, is always posting pictures of all these people that come to his acting classes. I can't remember his name. Danny Glover. No, I can't, I can't, remember, what, I can't remember what his name was. It, he, he, Die Hard Dracula was one that Joel, if it was just Joel doing the top five, would have been in the top five. Joel loved that film. And actually on that, these, these, the top five, our top five worst movies are like the most noteworthy five in our opinion. Yeah. So some of them actually are kind of in a terrible way, really enjoyable. And some of them are genuinely just like poisonous. So, yeah. so yeah. it doesn't kind of go in an ascending order of, Bad, 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 worse. Yeah. They're just the most noteworthy of, ones that we saw. Note. Excellent. Well, just before we move into that, you said Jurassic Shark. Me and a good friend of the podcast, Tom Coles, have penned. Um, I don't know if I've. Oh, I think I've mentioned this one to you before, haven't I? Um, oh, bloody forgot the name of it myself. <laughs> Dinomancer, which is about uh, raising the spirits of dinosaurs from the dead. <laughs> Ghostly hijinks on the Jurassic Coast. Was the slug line for I like it. that. Jurassic In Ghost. In cinemas, never. <laughs> the Jurassic Ghost. The Jurassic <laughs> Ghost, I like it, yeah. Nice. Yeah, well, uh, can we see, can we get a proof of that script? You can, <laughs> you can see, you can see our, like, like, our, like, like eight pages of that story that we've written. Um, that's tragic, I just it? think, maybe the fact that you um, are friends, aside from podcast uh, co-hosts. Yes. It's a surprise. That was when, a when you're... Losing your shit and time Facebooking these directors <laughs> and, 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 yeah, and yeah, watching yeah, what they're on. up to and, and going, oh, he's got a plan about it. And whilst <laughs> watching the bottom 250 films, the worst films ever made, yeah. Yeah. you need someone outside of John because you need someone to go, mate, 
Fucking stupid. Well, well, remarkably, John and I are both in long-term relationships. <laughs> <laughs> With each other, yeah? And, 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 and I imagine, I'm, I'm only speaking on my behalf, I've been told, I have been told that. Yeah. <laughs> I've been told, please stop doing that. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. And that is another thing as well, isn't it? If you, like share a living space with someone yeah. occasionally for 90 minutes you've got to put on you know Birdemic and uh, <laughs> you're just the worst boyfriend flatmate in the world yeah. One, yeah, of, yeah. one of the films in this top five uh, I watched with my mum and she gave us a review for the podcast at oh, the time and wow. spoiler she fucking loved it <laughs> <laughs> brilliant well, let's let's start. Let's do one. Just quickly, if you are starting to get hot, you can oh, turn the heater yeah, off. It's just yeah, behind you, you, you there. Yeah, it's so turn it off. Out of control in here. So, shall we? Shall we dive in? Do you want to pick? Can one? I pick? Can I pick? Can I just mention an honourable mention that should have probably been on our top five that didn't make it? What uh, a film or a a, film. an idea for a top five that you didn't? No, no, no. This is a film. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, uh, the other idea we had for a top five was podcast, and that came. Uh, Josh came and did that very oh, recently. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Off, yeah. So um. There is a film that probably is just outside of our top five called Theodore Rex. Do you, do either of you no, two know I about this? I haven't bloody seen that. <laughs> so oh. it stars it stars playing two cops. One is Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> the other is a dinosaur. <laughs> oh, <laughs> a no. talking dinosaur. Oh, Triceratops. And it's and it's <laughs> nice. very good. I totally but stole it off no- Kung Fury. Oh, there's it, nothing that inventive in the film. <laughs> yeah. It's um, it's like it looks like I'm not sure if it is, so um, I'm not going to say it is, but it looks like a Jim Henson creation. So it's that kind of vibe. But yeah. a man in a suit, as a dinosaur, he's got Converse trainers. What's he called again? Theodore Cole. Rex. Well, I'm I'm just googling <laughs> this while you chat. Sorry. So it's based in like a dystopian future, and basically it is the classic buddy cop film. But it's instead of having like a young rookie and a kind of grizzled old detective. That's Whoopi Goldberg and Dinosaur. Which we're hoping will become a new trope in Good Cop, Bad Cop. Whoopi Goldberg, Dinosaur. And uh, there you go. That's the poster for it. I've seen that. It's the dinosaur from Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. They're literally. Yeah, so it looks like the sick. Whoopi Goldberg's on the right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's like a recurring theme in uh, Dream Factory. Uh, with me, I'm a big fan of Whoopi Goldberg just because, and uh, she has no input in this, but the tagline for Sister Act 2 is Sister Act 2 back in the habit, which is the greatest tagline of any film ever made. And uh, basically, all the Dream Factory is trying to do is create a tagline that good, and then, yeah. we'll, then we'll just cease. That'll yeah. be it. That'll be yeah, the day yeah, we finish. Yeah. Oh, man, that's pretty Can good. I just say that um, while searching images of this film, yeah. um, somebody has a signed copy from Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. Uh, she's put, This is quite poor. Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> yeah. So I do remember. I do remember um, when when researching this film, uh, she sued uh, oh, the company yeah. making the film to try and get herself out of it before she started filming. So yeah. she was not happy to be in this film. Well, um, she found the script and then like. I don't know. So she must weird. have signed a contract and then. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the description yeah, gone, oh, oh, right, that's the last time I Dino signed a country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the one she thought it was. <laughs> so <laughs> I want to be in this dinosaur movie now. Well, now you know that Whoopi Goldberg can be easily duped to be in crap, crap dinosaur films. I imagine you'll be on the phone to her agent straight away at the end of this recording. So, so two observations I need to make about this film. One is um, he has a pet dog, the dinosaur, which I just is find confusing. <laughs> and um, secondly is the fact that the, it contains the quote, are you being speciesist right now? <laughs> speciesist. That's like a nightclub they'll hang out in, isn't it? 
Yeah. Oh, it's like sexy one, sexy dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, there's Theodore really? fancies one of the dinosaurs. Yeah, oh, it's kind of a Jessica God. Rabbit kind of vibe. Right. Okay. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Can I guess that did, did Whoopi Goldberg was she reluctant to have a partner or something like that? Was she like 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 going yeah, alone yeah. like wolf cop and then along comes this and she's going, what like when I Martin Riggs turns up yeah, like, like you I know don't need a bit a of a renegade yeah especially yeah. a T Rex partner yeah, yeah, yeah. it would be a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I think and I, he's a bumbling idiot, isn't he, Theodore? Yeah, right? and I think from what I remember, it seems like. The actual like police officers were only human, and Theodore is like the first dinosaur police officer. Like Maverick. they're experimenting yeah. exactly, mm. and so she's not she's reluctant. And guess what? Turns out yeah. it all pays off in the end. <laughs> <laughs> they solve whatever the crime guess was. I could, I could not begin to tell you what that film was about. It's the most yeah, no spoilers. Yeah. It was something like the nineties Ninja Turtles as well. Yeah, it's got that aesthetic yeah. like yeah. like simultaneously like neon bright and also like quite grimy that kind of like 90s mm-hmm. aesthetic anyway Perfect. so that's an honourable mention that didn't quite make it no thank no, so I what's your so. five then right so number five are we, we going to work from five and then one being the worst well, yeah well one's the most like noteworthy yeah okay yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, not necessarily yeah, yeah, the worst yeah, yeah, yeah. right so at number five, we've actually put two together. Uh, it's called Going... We're breaking up- all the rules. This is the top <laughs> seven, let's be honest. <laughs> John's done anything in his power to talk about Whoopi Goldberg. It's un- unbelievable. So it's, uh, we've got two films. One's called Going Overboard. The other's called Copper Mountain. Uh-huh. And the reason they uh, are relevant to one another is because they're both holiday films yeah. that star a really famous American comedian at the beginning of their career. Like their first role, their very first role. So yeah. yeah, so I did a bit of research on this as well and I saw some distinct differences. So go on, if you go into it, but t- tell us who the, who, who the two comedians Well, the climate is quite about. a distinct difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Copper Mountain is essentially an advert for the ski resort Copper Mountain starring a young Jim Carrey and Robin Thicke's dad. No <laughs> Who I'm not friends with on Facebook. He wouldn't accept, he wouldn't accept my request. <laughs> Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Robin Thicke's dad, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, How do you know uh, that? Because he's called Alan Thicke and, and he's we Robin just, we just did some, uh, Yeah, you know. <laughs> Bit of research, mate. <laughs> Something we don't do on we, we, a, There was a team of researchers on this show that we used to <laughs> John and I are bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's... Uh, Oh, about, this is also the one that my mum watched with me, just for the record. And she loved it. There's a famous French skier in it. Yeah. Right? And she absolutely she's loved so it. so excited. A man called Jean-Claude Killy. Oh, uh, Jean-Claude. Jean-Claude. Are, you named, are you named after Are you named after him? <laughs> Fuck's sake. Named after him. She you know your dad. <laughs> yeah. um, John was conceived at the top of the mountain. His dad disappeared very quickly. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So, sorry, yeah, so it is, most of it is cutaways of a, of a ski slope. It's like an hour and ten minutes long. It's cutaways of ski slopes and, like, shit, rights-free indie music. But there is about four minutes of Jim Carrey being brilliant in it. Yeah. But, um, I can't is this pre-Saturday Night Live, like, Jim Carrey? Or, and, yeah, and, yeah. I, 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 I think, yeah, it's like very, it's like 80s, isn't it? Like, late 80s. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's oh, just, so it's 1983. First, oh, oh, early 80s, yeah, so his very wow. first thing. So pre-Saturday Night Live, mm. um, it, it's like some sort of weird, is it Canada? I think it's in Probably. Canada, some sort of weird Canadian, Canadian production. Um, and he is he is Jim Carrey. He's yeah. young Jim Carrey in the Gurning four minutes that he's in it. Bloody and face he's really, off, isn't yeah, yeah, and he's doing brilliant. Great. Yeah. Um, but it, none of it makes it makes no sense for the rest of the film when yeah. he's on screen. To the point where I can't really remember how there was even a plot that tied the film together. No, I don't. It was it was about him trying to womanize on a ski resort. And I assume he must yes, have succeeded at the end. Yes, he was like being goofy, trying to meet women. And in the end, yeah. he's in like a hot tub with loads of women. But that's about four minutes across an hour and ten <laughs> minutes of, of just shots of this French guy skiing really well. And, and a they never lovely meet, bar and stuff. Yeah. No, there's no, there's, 
they, oh, it's so, really is, is weird. There's nothing that ties them to Kerry in the whole thing. No. The, the... No. Here's, no. The, here's the plot. Two friends travel to a ski resort with one looking to hit the slopes while the other spends time trying to pick up women. So that's Alan Thicke. And it's Alan literally Thick. that. That's the whole story. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's <laughs> it. There's no subplot. That's it. That's all they say in the movie. That's it. It's done. 2.2 out of 10 on IMDb. <laughs> and the other one is Going Overboard, which is uh, Adam Sandler's first yeah. movie, which is on a cruise ship. Um, There's a lot more going on in this one. Th- oh, this one has a lot of plot that we can digest. <laughs> so it's a cruise ship uh, with... They're going to the finals of Miss World. So it's covered in... Uh, fil- you know the cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the cruise. cruise that goes to Miss World. Um, so Adam Sandler is essentially playing himself, an aspiring comedian, um, and he's trying to get a job on. He's he's just working as like a dish cleaner, an aspiring comedian. Yeah. He's he's a dish cleaner on this um, cruise ship, and essentially he wants to become a proper comedian, right? And then there are these Miss World people on the boat as a subplot, and there is a third subplot that's very important, right? <laughs> that terrorists want to come on the ship but they're just like comedy like horrendous comedy like 80s like yeah think the libyans in back to the future police academy villains <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 um and the three plots don't really intersect in any way whatsoever adam Sandler plays a character who's like trying to be this like looking at the camera kind of wink wink nudge nudge i yeah, know so that's that this also is worth pointing out is that adam Sandler knows he's in a film throughout the film and at one point, terrorists are on the boat in what Adam Sandler knows as a film. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he breaks the fourth wall, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and the, no, even weirder, I'd say, is at one point, the head of the terrorists is watching the film that we're watching on a television that he's in. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. How uh, many times have you watched the film? So, I, I've only watched it once. Okay. But then... But he'll admit. In, <laughs> in preparation for tonight, I listened back like an egomaniac to the episodes of the old podcast that we did covering these. So, I, <laughs> so I know what we... I re, so, I can remember what we said. And actually, this is, this is a Joel observation that I'm now going to steal off him. There is a bit where Adam Sandler goes up to his friend because he's a, a practicing comedian. And he goes, he goes, oh, do you want to hear some material? Do you remember this at all? No, I'll tell you then. Fine, that's great. He goes, do you want to, oh, I've got some new material. Can I just run it by you? He takes him to one side. And he goes, where are you from? And he goes, California. He goes, California. And the guy's like losing his mind. He thinks it's the funniest thing he's ever seen. He's like, like, California. And then Adam Sanders just stops and the guy goes, what? And he goes, I haven't got anything. And Joel at the time was like, why would you be like, oh, mate, I've got, mate, can I just try out some material on you? And Joel at the, Joel at the time was like, this is so weird, I'm telling Joel's joke to Joel. But anyway, Joel really at the time was like, <laughs> he was like, imagine. I don't often get to see my joke, so this is really nice. He's like, imagine, imagine if I came up to you and was like, oh, I've got some ideas for the Dream Factory Live night. He's like, come over here. He's like, hey, hey, John, where you from? Where you from? <laughs> London, hey, hey. I haven't actually got anything. He's like, why'd you call me here for this meeting <laughs> what I also love is that Adam Sandler a comedian clearly couldn't think of anything to say <laughs> no. in that bit like he couldn't even yeah to really me, that's the difference between the, these two movies it's like they're both dirge right they're mm-hmm. both terrible but you can at least understand how Kerry got picked up after there's a spark there's like a like, spark in Jim Kerry yeah. when he's like when he's on screen you're like that is a superstar that is a comedy and that's why they can only afford to have him in the film for three minutes <laughs> But yeah. Sandler, it's not a good performance. And like, yeah, I'm glad that someone did because I love Happy Gilmore. It makes yeah, me crack yeah, up. Yeah, but yeah. this movie is so bad. Yeah. The, other com- the other thing, 
Well, he's well, he made about another subplot... 800 trying to make up yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he said, you said earlier, one of the other subplots is Miss World. It's like, mm. well, the subplot is there's some really beautiful women in it. Yeah. And it's yeah. like literally with the with the game with the ski slopes. It's like, we don't have a plot here. Just put some pretty girls in yeah, there. Yeah. And let's just hope, yeah. hope that everyone doesn't realise it's not actually a film. Mm. Um, also on this... Um, before Adam Sandler's final big gig where he smashes it, you know, and it's like, yeah, he's becoming a comedian hey, now. Which is where you don't actually ever see the jokes he's yeah, doing. You just see him like say a punchline and everyone loses their mind. Yeah, yeah. But before that, he gets a pep talk from King Neptune and Neptune is played by Billy Zane. That's so you need a pep talk from the Phantom, basically. What happened to Billy Zane? Uh, he film. made about four movies. <laughs> It Did he die on the Titanic? <laughs> <laughs> His, His career, career seems to no, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nice. The thing is, with going overboard, that's worth noting, is that even though I've described all the fun, weird, mad bits, it's not like... There is, there's one that we'll come to later that I actually think is fun to watch with your mates if you're like having a couple of drinks and put it on the telly. This one is actually... There's a lot... This makes it sound a lot more fun than it actually is. It was quite a slog to watch, mm, yeah. so it's not it's not it worth is, it's not worth watching. Edit. Have you seen it? I've seen bits of it, and only only for research into this. This isn't one of the joyful ones I've seen. <laughs> I was like, I haven't seen this, and then I realised quite why. Is it is it on like Prime or anything? Like because my kids like are getting to the point now where. You need some new punishments. <laughs> yeah. No, they're, they're not learning. They're, they're, they're digging Adam Sandler films. They're no, going back no, and they're watching yeah, Big Daddy and stuff like that. Unless you want to turn them off, Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless you think they're getting too into Adam Sandler, then yeah, I, I would. Yeah, yeah. Just keep showing them the same ones. See, the thing is, I quite like the concept. Yeah, no. What, it, a, cru- a cruise to Miss World. <laughs> with terrorists. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, no, no, yeah, as a, like you can see how he was sold the film. Yeah. Right? It's similar to Under Siege in ways. You know, someone's going to pop out a cake naked and yeah. Oh, oh no, that, that was, yeah. Yeah, it could it could have worked if they completely rewrote the script, mm. took mm. a different perspective on it, and got a bunch of different actors in. Got it. Jim Carrey yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah, got Jim in. But he, are, you, are you an Adam Sandler fan then? Um, I he's like, one of the biggest hit and miss actors. So, um, do you know what, right? I'm obviously a lot older than you guys, and as we realised before we started recording, I'm only three years younger than your dad. It's weirded me out quite a bit. Um, the but, skier. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I really like Happy Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Um, Big Daddy I enjoyed. And what were the other ones back then? It was Billy it, Madison. No, not that one. I didn't What's like the one Waterboy says it either. It's like his masterpiece, Punch Drunk. Love. Love? Is that the one that everyone... No. But that's no. recent. Yeah, that's yeah, relatively recent. Is it relatively recent? But uh, I've seen... 51st Dates. That's quite good. Uh, that is good. Mm. No, there was another massive one when he first cut, broke through. Little Nick. No, that's why... That's Little Nicky Little was Nicky. jank. I didn't like so, that. The thing is, <laughs> Little oh, Nicky... The Wedding Singer. The Wedding Singer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. Amazing. Yeah. amazing film. Oh, lovely Drew Barrymore. <laughs> so, oh. yeah, yeah. Um, but then recently, mm. my kids are now watching them films, and How I've watched... I've, all right. Okay. Um, I've watched two of the more recent ones, which probably aren't that recent, but there's one with Jennifer Aniston where they go to like an island yep. and, uh, and I, I can't Couples think. Couples Retreat? Funny People? Um, which one is it? Couples Retreat? Couples Retreat? But when they go so, there, he's a, no, he's a plastic surgeon that's it, yeah. that had a big nose and then he had, and he tells everybody that his wife doesn't understand him as a, as a line, even though he's divorced. And it was it's really good. Oh, okay. And no, Jennifer- I, I, I completely agree. I yeah. thought that and thought, oh, 
you know when you can't be bothered to like, yeah. think about anything yeah you put yeah. Adam Sandler film on <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it was on and I went oh I'll just see what this is like mm. and then yeah. I was like I'm laughing yeah I actually think this is yeah. alright yeah yeah and so, there's a scene obviously where Jennifer Aniston's just his mate and he has a love interest and then Jennifer Aniston when they're at the lake takes her clothes off into her swimsuit and then obviously from they try and make her look a bit dowdy and it's like it's Jennifer fucking Aniston yeah. for Christ's sake. Mm-hmm. Do you know what She's I mean? And then all of a sudden, like she she just removes this kind of frumpy frock and obviously is the butte that is Jennifer Aniston and then obviously the whole dynamic of the film changes. It sounds a lot like forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, 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 which is a classic. Yeah, yeah, but I classic. actually going back to Jim Carrey. Our family film yesterday, because on a Sunday, if we get the time, we'll, we'll all try and sit down together and watch oh, a nice. film. And uh, and we watched Liar Liar. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, I think we've done a lot of that. And I'm not a Jim Carrey fan. I, I don't Really? Um, well, I don't like Mask and I don't like Ace Ventura. Okay. Wow. Yeah, so yeah, them yeah, two you, films, because I'm too old, <laughs> I, didn't, I don't oh, like right, that kind yeah, of true. I'm pulling funny faces yeah, comedy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I love it. Dumb and Dumber. Uh, yeah, yeah. Total Sunshine's yeah. fucking incredible. The Truman yeah. Show's amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and Man on the Moon's his greatest work. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but I watched Liar Liar and we have so many chats with Danny Wallace about getting him on this podcast mm-hmm. and uh, and we still haven't managed to get it over the line. And I did notice that he was in it when I rewatched it yesterday. What? Because obviously Danny Wallace wrote Liar Liar. I did um, not know. No, wait, no, no, no. You're Sorry, I'm yes talking man. about the Yes Man. <laughs> Fucking hell, what am I talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yes watched man. the Yes Man yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is Jim Carrey even uh, in that? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> hey, yes. Man. Um, yes, I watched, uh, not Liar Liar. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Yes Man yesterday. And it weren't that good. No. I don't think that was. The book's the amazing. Oh, the book's brilliant. Like, yeah. And as is Danny Wallace. But yes. yeah, I didn't think the film. Even rewatching it yesterday with the kids. I mean, one of the kids and my missus fell asleep, so I think that says quite a lot. Have you seen yeah. the behind-the-scenes Netflix documentary about Man? Man. Oh, it's amazing. That is yeah. just a. It's just fucking mad, it's isn't it? Mad. It is it's so, so mad. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't necessarily paint Jim Carrey in. No, I don't think it does. Well, but he op- the film opens with that, doesn't it? They're mm. like, oh, they tried to not get let this film get released because yeah. it <laughs> sales. Shows Have you seen it? How much of an asshole I can be? It's fucking weird, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, that film. Like blew me away when it mm. came out. I thought it was absolutely fucking grateful. Courtney Love was fucking great in mm. that as well. Mm. But yeah, that when I watched that, I was like, "Whoa, man! This is him literally trying to be him." Like when and the like, parents arrive and stuff. That's, that's just horrible. So weird, right? For anyone that doesn't know, yeah, he's meth. He's just like full method acting mm. um, as Andy Kaufman, mm. and he doesn't give up character, break characters mm. the entire time to the point where he goes to like the Playboy Mansion as yeah. Andy Kaufman and uh, but like, Andy what Kaufman is... as Andy Kaufman's creation of yeah, Andy Kaufman yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so it yeah, works it's on so weird and like there's a point where Andy Kaufman's family turn up and like he's acting and Andy Kaufman's passed away when this film's being made and then he's like in the character of Andy Kaufman with the family it's like it's wow. fucking mad that's weird um yeah, but I'm, I'm a big Jim Carrey fan. I think he's a bit of a genius. Um, yeah. There are just, uh, there's like a few American comedy actors for me that they just have, like, and it's not even something I really noticed in, uh, I really see as much in like British comedy actors. I think it's a different thing. There's just funniness like, in their bones. Mm. Like, yeah. I can look at, I can look at Jim Carrey, I can look at Jack Black and something like that and I will just love, Robin like, Williams. Robin Williams, yeah. Mm. There's just something, they just like yeah. exude like this, this presence about them. I'm going to say young Chevy Chase. 
Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Young yeah, Chevy yeah. Chase yeah. has just got funny bones, man. Steve he, Martin, I felt like. Steve yeah, Martin? Oh, definitely. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's the whole Saturday Night Live thing, isn't it? Saturday Night Live is amazing, and that's a YouTube hole you can get disappeared. Oh, yeah. Like Celebrity Jeopardy is just amazing. You guys ever watch that? It's no, no, no. fucking great. It's obviously Jeopardy, which is a, a massive game show out in, uh, in America. Celebrity Jeopardy is all the Saturday Night Live uh, comedic cast playing other famous people. Um, and it's got Will Ferrell in it, and it's just absolutely... And all these celebrities are absolute morons, whether it's like Sean Connery or mm-hmm. you know, just anyone. It's, it's really good. It's worth having a little dive into that. You, 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 you can watch hours' worth of that stuff. It's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, a quick shout for Will Ferrell. Now it's Christmas time. Him and John C. Reilly doing... Um David Bowie <laughs> and, like frame uh, for frame reenactment just a frame for frame straight face reenactment of I've little, never seen that they do little oh, drummer they do little drummer boy and they just play it completely straight and Will Ferrell's doing like the most amazing it's, David Bowie yeah there's no it's, jokes in it at all yeah there's not it's a gag just in it. it's just a shot shot just remake like, oh it's the, like, the best video Every, oh, yeah. Yeah. check that out yeah, yeah. should we move on to number four let's do it let's get yeah, on to yeah, four yeah so number four we've got a film called Gigli any any it's spelt giggly, G-I-G-L-I. And to me, like, it's still giggly. To me, this is like a was a major film. Yeah, yeah, most yeah, of the, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So most of the films on that list, no yeah. one's ever heard of. But this was like a tens of millions of dollars yeah, to make. Yeah. Ben Affleck, Jennifer Aniston, yeah. um, Lauren uh, Lopez. <laughs> the third. No, Jello. sorry, yeah, Jennifer Lopez. Sorry, um, uh, Al Pacino's in it. Al Pacino. Al, yeah, Christopher uh, Walken. Christopher Walken's in it. It's at, like it's a serious cast, and it is. Shit, it is dog shit. It's so bad. It's like two and a half hours long. The plot is well. You're probably better place to explain the plot. Can I, can I, can never I just? There's, there's one part of the plot. Yeah. You'll, you'll probably end up pointing out. I can't remember anything. This other than I saw okay. it with a girlfriend and I fucking hate. Oh, she it. immediately broke up. And with you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she said, "Why did you take me to that?" And uh, there's just a bit that you'll probably talk about, um, which includes the yoga another bit. popular, no popular TV show. Because one part part of the plot dynamic is this. Is the the aim to kidnap someone through the use of Baywatch? Oh yeah, 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 exactly. All of a sudden, I've woke up. <laughs> well, well, that's the bit that's unbelievable because it's like everyone, anyone would fall for that. So Ben Affleck um, is a gangster who has to kidnap um, a man who has severe learning difficulties. And so we know that you're getting into dangerous territory. He is, here. He yeah, is portrayed yeah. very insensitively, right? Oh, so no. have you seen Tropic Thunder? Yeah, yeah the yeah. comedy <laughs> character Ben Stiller plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To win the Oscar, you know, like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like that, but yeah. played straight like, as part of this film. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really it's, tasty. Like, it's like an awkward, like an awkward thing to watch to the point where you're like, did no one on set say, "Is this all right? <laughs> is this all right?" Like this actor's done, and the actor's one of the guys from The Hangover. Yeah, Justin Barfer, the the, the fourth one, the one that's yeah, left yeah, on the, yeah, roof. the roof. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so oh, basically, what what it sounds like is basically on set it was supposed to be like a serious gangster film. But but halfway through the whole Ben Affleck Jennifer Lopez relationship blew up, and so they were basically the producers told them um, allegedly to turn it into a Recut romantic it. comedy. So the director set oh, out to make like a hard hitting mob film. Halfway through why, it, that's why Al Pacino's yeah, in it. Apparently, yeah, because yeah. yeah. there's no way Walker Chris Walken. And, uh, yeah, yeah would, they, would, they all think they've all signed up to this. Um, like gangster thriller, edgy thriller, and they re- try and recut it into a rom com halfway through the production of it. A lovely bit of trivia on this: uh, all of the UK cinemas dropped this film after one week. <laughs> <laughs> wow! It's yeah, and so, if uh, a film ever needed some cutaways to some ski slopes, <laughs> that's <a good> one. <laughs> <laughs> what's really fascinating about it as well is that so this is like the height of Ben Affleck and 
Jennifer Lopez's relationship. Oh, course, And their yeah. chemistry on screen is non-existent. <laughs> like, you would never know. Considering they're they, together. That's what they... The, the reason they recut this film and build it around is that relationship. They think that's the big sell. And you would never... You would never know. They never know they never met each other in the film. It's so bad. That is tragic. Because, like, I, I, there's loads of Ben Affleck movies that I like. And there's, like... J-Lo's been pretty good. Did you ever see yeah. that? Out of Sight with George Clooney? Yeah, Good yeah. chemistry in that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wasn't dating him. Everyone in this film has been amazing in other films. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. like especially when you've got like Pacino and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's not what's holding it back. And the director's someone pretty well known as well. I, I say pretty well known. Obviously, the name's completely escaped me. Um, <laughs> Probably was well known. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, Justin Buffer's character, who has a severe learning difficulty, is obsessed with going to see the Baywatch, and so that's used as a point. Yeah. Like, and so, so the Bay, he's obsessed with going visiting because. You know, he he has learning difficulties. He is obsessed with visiting the bay from the fictional TV show Baywatch. And that's how they get him into the back of a car and say, we're going to take you to the Baywatch. And it's all about the Baywatch. <laughs> it's unbelievable, I think, honestly, that he had a, an acting career after playing this role. So he would have been an unknown when he did this film. And it's so bad. It's so bad. And so, like cack-handed in the way it's done that you cannot believe that he was ever cast in anything but ever you again. said you think someone would have been like, uh, is this a bit shit? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I think. So these films that we're talking about when they're like cheaply made and they just turn out a bit shit in the edit, whatever. But when it's like, there's like $60 million is spent on the yeah. production of this film, how do you turn out something this bad. Oh, that's man. ridiculous. So that's not, a lot of money. Someone's yeah. responsible for spending yeah. $60 yeah, yeah, million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a serious amount of money. So not only is it offensive to people with learning difficulties, there's also a plot where Jennifer Lopez, at the beginning of the film, is a lesbian and she is turned oh, yes. by Ben Affleck's <laughs> charm. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they, they've gone and shit all over learning difficulties. They're basically like... And, uh, and also lesbians. About 20 minutes oh, no, in, like, we, need, we need to offend someone else. <laughs> <laughs> ben Affleck, save her from being a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they all want it really. <laughs> it's like, unbelievable. And so the, the, like, the kind of climax of uh, her turning to Ben Affleck's charm is a, mo- <laughs> is a moment where she's doing doing yoga and I don't know why but turkeys come up right <laughs> and uh, this is a quote it's like a Thanksgiving thing it's like a, it's like a Thanksgiving thing it must be Thanksgiving and um, she and Jennifer Lopez turns to Ben Affleck and says and I quote it's turkey time gobble gobble lay some sweet cunnilingus on me oh fuck God. off yeah that's a line of dialogue in a 60 million dollar bout it's turkey and just to clarify, they were, they, there's no chemistry between the couple either. Yeah, they were actually a couple. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> Let, lay some of that sweet cunnilingus on me. That's my next tattoo. Oh, man. That was put in for a bet. I think, I think probably by that point, the screenwriters were like, fuck you, like, you're out for just money. All them actors must have had a sweepstake. Like, right, who <laughs> yeah, can get away yeah. with the most ridiculous yeah, shit? Yeah, yeah, if yeah. anyone's downloading a dating app for the first time and they're a bit stuck on what to put <laughs> as their bio. Because <laughs> it's Christmas. You are, you're going to get, get infinite matches if your bio is, it's, it, uh, in December is, it's, tur- it's turkey time, gobble, gobble. <laughs> lay some of that sweet kind of lingus on me. I, li- I, I, I like to bring more Latin into the bedroom. <laughs> That's the gift that keeps on giving, mate. There's, there's, not, there's not enough Latin when you're making love. So, oh. give, give it. I use all, all, the, all the Latin terminology for the anatomy. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh. incredible. Right, and number three, we've got, we've got a film called Battlefield Earth. 
I've seen you, it. I think. You say it like not everyone in the world doesn't know how bad this movie yeah, is. Yeah, this is a famously bad I think bad when film. you're born, I think the first thing anyone <laughs> says to you is don't, don't watch. watch. <laughs> Who's in that? Uh, Travolta, Whittaker. Uh, yeah. Forrest Whittaker. Like, yeah. done loads of great stuff. And then. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Yeah, and then he's got, he's got that on his CV. What's the connection with this film and Scientology? It's written by L. Ron Hubbard. Who wrote, no who, way! Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's it's based on a book written by L. Ron Hubbard, who yeah. came up with Scientology. Yeah. But it's but it's based. So there will be a, a religion and a cult about that film at some point in the future. No, but, but it's, yeah, it's almost all based on that script. There's, there's elements. Is, is, I can't remember now, but there's elements drawn from that, isn't there? In yeah. Like, like so, like there's almost a little bit of Scientology in it. Mm. I can't. But like yeah, because Travolta, this was a passion project, wasn't it? So yes. he was desperate to make it make it. Because yeah. it's Scientology based. You know. so he wanted to adapt a film based on a, a piece by like the creator of Scientology. Man, uh, and during... it makes you wonder how committed Tom Cruise really is, right? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. he's still making good films. Yeah. So how committed to the cause is he? Um, and I don't know if this unless is... Mission Impossible Seven goes really haywire. <laughs> and I don't know if, if this this will work, but um, when we talked about this on the old uh, podcast we did. Uh, it resulted in Joel going on for a long time about one of his favourite episodes of Panorama. Do you remember this? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So there's this really famous Panorama. It's one of the, I mean, you are welcome got, back I'm, to do Top 5 Panorama. Top, top, I'm coming back for Top 5 Panorama. No, there is only one. <laughs> if you ever do a special where there's just one answer. Um, so, uh, yeah, this is like, I really vividly remember the details of this one. So, there was a Panorama episode about Scientology, and it was like uh, it was like uh, mid two thousands, I think. So, like only as people are really learning about what yeah, Scientology yeah, yeah. is. Everyone's done a Scientology documentary now, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone kind of know, broadly knows about it. Everyone knows that you know David Miscavige is like a some sort of evil overlord. But yeah. then it was like a really mysterious thing, and it felt 
to me, all Scientologists, when I first learned about it, felt like Agent Smith in The Matrix. Like they all wore those suits and yeah. those glasses. That's kind of what I, how I imagine them all. And that's what they're like in this Panorama episode. And so this guy, um, this BBC journalist, is just going around um, like the Scientology hotspots of America. And they're following him around. And they're following him around. Yeah. And so they're filming each other the whole time. And it gets really weird. And at one point... That's a great episode of Panorama, yeah. by the way. <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean, you know, if you're stuck for Christmas things to watch after the Queen's speech, I'd, I'd whack out the old VHS of Panorama. <laughs> Don't worry, Nan. Um, anyway, um, so uh, there, there, there's a bit where he interviews like an ex-Scientologist, I think, and the Scientologists turn up and they like just fucking disrupt it or whatever. And they, they then they start putting this stuff out about this journalist and, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's corrupted or whatever. And then it, it reaches this point where, which you never see, right? Journalists, they, 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 I would say, you know, especially like doing like a show like Panorama, they, they keep their integrity, right? And they're on a level and they're pretty unbiased and they yep. just report. But he just loses his shit, and this Scientologist turns up, and he like just starts questioning everything about this Panorama yeah. documentary. Do you remember this? And the the journalist just screams at him, right? And I have to go off mic to do it because he just so he's done this interview with an ex Scientologist. Scientologists have turned up halfway through or whatever to like disrupt it, and he just screams in the face of this guy from the, the Church of Scientology, "You were not there at the beginning of the interview." And he's about two inches away from this guy's face. And he just says it over and over and over again. And it's wow. like fucking dynamite TV. And this Scientology guy, just, his expression does not change whatsoever. And he's in his face and he's just completely lost his shit. It is, I mean, it's brilliant. After you've watched Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, immediately, and it'll be on the recommended list, so that's how YouTube works, immediately click a man just screaming, oh, you are not there. Oh, it's it's so good. It's so good. Man, I'm yeah. saying that. Genius. But yeah, that, that seems like essential watching now. I, you'd rather watch a loop of him screaming that for 90 <laughs> minutes than watch Battlefield Earth. <laughs> It'll make more sense. Have uh, you ever seen, what's the, what's, sorry, sorry go on. Jump it, have you ever seen the South Park story of Battlefield Earth when they, when they, they redo it? No, no, and no. Well, no, so it's not Battlefield Earth, but they retell the story of Scientology. Mm-hmm. And obviously, South Park always very tongue-in-cheek, but they tell the actual story with images and exactly what Hover written. But then all the way through it, it's got just in red text flashing at the bottom. Scientologists actually believe this happened. <laughs> Scientologists actually believe this happened constantly. And it's utter, and it's Cartman retelling it. I mean, it's absolutely fucking preposterous. It's really good. What's the plot? Oh, I don't know. There's, it's, it's the year 3000, hmm. right? Busted, yeah, yeah they soundtrack the entire film. They're famous Scientologists. Uh, triple breasted women. I think women you'll find that Beck and Juliet Lewis soundtrack this film. <laughs> Um, yeah, so they, um, it's, it's like a dystopian future where aliens, uh, the Cyclos, who um, John Travolta and Forrest Whitaker play, yeah. uh, they basically like own Earth um, and then there are these, this human race who are kind of like, they've devolved to kind of more like a tribalistic thing. Yeah. And basically there's one guy slaves, isn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. who is called um, Johnny Goodboy Tyler. That's the character name. Right name. Is the main human, and essentially, he kind of meets with Johnny Goodboy. <laughs> he, oh, he, he meets with the Cyclos, and they give him all the secrets of their race by kind of like touching his head. And then he finds a thousand-year-old airplane, and he beats them. That is, <laughs> um, yeah. Travolta described it as the Schindler's List of sci-fi. <laughs> Good boy. Oh no, he didn't say that. He backed himself. He backed himself. <laughs> oh my god. Really? Um, yeah. No, that's yeah. a genuine. That's yeah. a quote. I mean, that's an Alan Partridge quote. <laughs> <laughs> it it really is. Of 
<laughs> and also, almost every single shot in this film is um, done at like a 45 degree angle, so it makes you feel sick. <laughs> I, I've also just come to a realisation. We often talk about John Travolta's head on this show. Mm, all the time. And I've just realised that the reason why his head's so big is he just forgot to take his makeup off. Because he's <laughs> got the biggest head in Battlefield Earth. And they just it is it. weird because his lower body hasn't expanded. Mm. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's out of context. It doesn't work. <laughs> out of context. <laughs> well, no, it, it doesn't work. Yeah. For me, it was like Greece. One of Best looking men on the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saturday Night Saturday Fever. Saturday Night Fever. One of great. Just fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look who's talking. Oh, bit cheeky chappy. Yeah. Still a very handsome man. Yeah, you yeah. know, Paul's Kirsty Alley. All good. Yeah. All of a sudden, comes back for probably one of his greatest moments, Pulp, Pulp Fiction. Fiction. Yeah. Literally looks like someone's yeah, well, pumped his head up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not his body. In, in Pulp Fiction, <laughs> maybe a little bit. It just, I think it was going that way, wasn't it? It but was, yeah, yeah. But, it, but no, but, but they, they, caught, they made no, their way and gave them a black suit, long hair, you look cool. I understand when you get older, your ears get bigger, right? You see them old men with massive ears, right? I <laughs> yeah. get that. Yeah, yeah. Their heads, In the mirror. Their head, no, because their ears are bigger, because their head hasn't grown. Yeah. Maybe he's got massive ears, <laughs> but you don't know. because it's like he's a weird Scientology-esque <laughs> conspiracy theory, can kind of their heads haven't got bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Tin foil on the ceiling in the whip. <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, he 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 flipped. Travolta, you know, yeah, he mm. he he's not aged well. No, 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 no he's no, batshit. Yeah. Yeah. He, he lost <laughs> it. He lost and his it. finest moment was uh, the awards. Adele Dazeem. Do you remember this when he? <laughs> He introduced one of my um, favourite things ever. Adina Menzel. So he's at it's at the Oscars, and Adina Menzel, Adina Menzel. There you go, I got it wrong. uh, Is there to sing "Let It Go" from Frozen? It's the big song of the year um, at the Oscars, (laughs) and he is reading out the intro. And uh, and I for some reason I know the exact tone he says the bit before. He goes, "Please welcome to the stage the wickedly talented." Adele Dazeem. Which is, <laughs> which is nothing like what... <laughs> just guesses her name. The thing is, if you get to the point where just as you're about to say anything, I forgot it, yeah. stick with conviction and yeah. just say yeah. whatever comes yeah. out, mm. you're going to get away with it to yeah. a degree. And that's basically how Scientology started. Exactly <laughs> that. Yeah. I remember uh, Tom Jones um, presenting at the Brits and he had to introduce... Um, Irritating prick, black eyed peas. What's his name? Will I am. I am. Oh, no, no, not him. Not him. Irritating, <laughs> irritating prick, Fuji's. Oh, uh, Wycliffe Jean. Yeah. Him. Um, oh, that's a shame. <laughs> uh, I don't think uh, he's an irritating prick. Uh, <laughs> do you know what? As I said that, I, I, was, I, was thinking, I was thinking of Will I Am, who I have an yeah. issue with. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, but Wycliffe, oh, yeah. does not really bother me. Quite like, quite, quite like the Fuji's. But it was Tom Jones. And the thing is with Tom Jones is, A, I think he's really rubbish, right? And and I don't like the fact that people... When, when he come back with that album with Sex Bomb oh, and stuff oh, like that... Sex oh, bomb. it's just You're like a sex bomb. It's just that horrible thing where, like, that's the sort of song that you're going to see one of your uncles dancing mm. to. And you think, oh, sit down. It's fucking rubbish. Mm. And you're embarrassing yourself. But... So they've, they've stopped w- going to his concerts. So, <laughs> so they've brought out Tom Jones to give out an award or something like that, and obviously he must have to be prepped for stuff because I just think he's a bit of a donut. Mm. Mm. And uh, and he, he introduces Wycliffe, and obviously 
<laughs> he says things as well in interviews like, I'm a big fan of the Travises and things like that, where he just gets it all wrong, where he just confuses Travis with the stereophonics yeah, and things yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But he introduced... He obviously did the seminal hit Mama Told Me Not To Come with the Stereophonics, oh. which I remember. Which, I, which from the same album as Sex Files. <laughs> let's not discuss Reload anymore. <laughs> Pile Let, of wank. <laughs> oh, let's do top five Tom <laughs> Jones singles from the album. <laughs> um, Christmas song with uh, Keris Matthews, I believe. Oh, it's cold is outside. amazing, isn't it? <laughs> they try and out-growl each other by the end of that song to the point where it's basically inaudible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. So great <laughs> that is an aggressive Welsh mutual masturbation. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> um, he introduces uh, Wyclef just at the point where he's about to say Burning Wycliffe. down the house. He must think, Wycliffe, Westlife, Wycliffe. <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. <laughs> Westcliff, <laughs> which is a coastal town next to South End. Westcliff, what's that even mean? Silly old bastard. Oh, man. Totally unrelated. Um, so don't think about what just happened. But uh, your first live show has an incredible story from Jordan Gray that is not related. Oh, that's great. Anyway, should we second film? Yes, Let's do it. This one's called Pledge. This. Which is a Paris Hilton vehicle. It's part of the um, <laughs> oh, what are they called um, those those like American films flops. Uh, <laughs> some Animal House, Animal House films, Animal House, like, yeah. based in yeah. sororities. sororities. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, classic. And I, I I don't really want to spend too much time on this, but it needed to be mentioned because out of when people when when Joel and I tell people you know the mm. the horrendous hobby that we decided to yeah. Yeah. to Just have before they walk away. <laughs> They say, "What? Well, oh, what is? What is literally? What is the worst? Like horrible film?" And I would say that this is easily the most like poisonous film we saw. It's really horrible. Um, so yeah, um, the film or her? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> uh, so Paris Hilton plays um, a sorority leader of the sorority Gamma Gamma, mm -hmm. and I believe that basically for FH FHMs. Like who are genuinely like licensed in this film, FHM yeah, like, Sorority like, of the Year. Like, um, product placement almost for FHM in this film. Yeah. Hell. So for they want to win FHM's Sorority of the Year, and I believe that they changed the quota for what's going to win the Sorority of the Year, so that it has to include like they have to have a diverse selection of people and oh. until this point it's all been blonde women in her sorority right. so, so diversity I mean they just got a brunette in then because well, that that, that's one of the jokes yeah, supremely yeah. racist yeah it's not far off fucking <laughs> 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 it's more like we need an ugly one and a fat one yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, wow. it's really horrific yeah it's really and so bad. there's so there's her blonde women and then there's this group of out like of misfits and like Joel says, that it's just stereotype, stereotype, stereotype of these misfits. Uh, one of them plays uh, like a naive foreign student who at one point discovers the dildo and uh, the vibrator, sorry. And you hear her from another room going like, I love America. Like, it's that kind of like level of stereotypes. And at one, at the beginning, there's a monologue from like um, Paris Hilton as she's walking in. She's like, I look so hot right now. Um, even my shadow looks hot. Well, my shadow would look hot if you could see it, but you can't because I'm so thin. Wow. This film, it came out in 2006. It is aged, like, it, you would think it was a thousand years old, the way that <laughs> society has moved on. Um, yeah. like the basic premise is that these, this bunch of misfits live in this other like dorm 
and the toilet breaks and it floods the whole dorm so they have to find a new sorority and they tour around and they decide they want to be in Gamma Gamma. Yeah. She's full of all of, of the blonde women. Um, and so Paris Hilton puts them through hell as an initiation to get mm. into it. And like, Paris Hilton never really gets her comeuppance. Like, right. she is like awful throughout the whole film. And in the end, she wins FHM's hottest woman. Awful storytelling. Where's the cathartic nature of that? Yeah. Which the scary thing is means that the people writing it didn't feel that they needed that cathartic reply. Yeah, it's really awful. Paris That's Hilton weird. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah, it's it, like it's just really hateful and horrible, and the less time we spend on it, the better. Do you know really. what? Is there good frat films? That? Is there good frat films? What like Animal House? Well, Animal House. A- American Pie? No. Is, is that American a frat Pie? film? Is it frat? That's like high school. The first frat, movie. Is that, um, American uh, um, uh, Animal House obviously yeah. is. That uh, Bad Neighbors is actually quite good with uh-huh. Seth Rogen. Yeah, and, um, oh, I completely agree. Zach, Zach Efron. Zach Efron. Yeah. Zach Braff. <laughs> that would <laughs> be good a though. Young surgeon. Um, yeah, yeah. No, that, that's quite good. That's I agree. Yeah. Pretty decent. But yeah, it's um, it's definitely a trope. You see a lot of a lot of worse than good. If that yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. For um, sure. And also Holly Valance, isn't it? Just side note. Holly Valance. Yeah. yeah. Now all and of a sudden, <laughs> it's now an eight out of I'll ten. Forgive everything you've just said. Because <laughs> yeah, no. Kiss, well, kiss. I'll be the judge of whether that's good <laughs> or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> On your own tonight, once uh, everyone's asleep. Um, yeah, no, I I, I saw that. I mean, oh, what's pledged this? Looked it up. Um, read the thingy and then my only note on that was there's nothing for me there yeah, there's nothing yeah. <laughs> I, was like, yeah, I don't know I feel sorry for you guys you had to go um, through that I'll tell you what what's astounding that it, it makes the bottom 100 which is every, like an aggregate score yeah. there are a lot of 10 star reviews of like Paris Hilton, Hilton super fans oh, yeah. on that film so that gives you an idea of how many wow. it's had like it, it has to wow. have had about 10,000 one star reviews to get into the bottom 100 because a lot of like Paris Hilton stands course, have yeah. given it full 10 stars they love it yeah. Wow. Which is like genuinely worrying. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're number one. Here we are. We've reached number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Officially, according yeah, to, officially. I would say, the, the foremost expert. So, John, on has, the John has motioned over to you, Joel. Mm. So, Joel, was this more yours or was I, this I played the I played the lead in this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, think, I think it's because John's announced the previous four, but this is, uh, this is Birdemic. Shock mm-hmm. and Terror, mm-hmm. which has a reputation, I think, as being the worst film ever made. Yeah, it's it's pretty tragic. Yeah, have you seen it? It's well, I'm a monster film fan, so I haven't seen. I couldn't even back when I found out about this. So I've seen films like Bats, Spiders. At some point, Birdemic's come up, but I've never. I'm been able to watch all of it. I've just I just couldn't I couldn't get through it because there's no there's no there's no there's not a Birdemic really <laughs> for a long, long time. And then when it comes... Like 45, 50 yeah, minutes exactly. of, it is, yeah. of the main character driving around, like living his life. It, yeah. it like It's like an awkward rom-com for 45 yeah, minutes yeah, yeah, before yeah. it tries to become yeah, this yeah. apocalypse. Before, before 2D birds appear on the screen. That, that is it. That's the point when I was like, I Explain the Birdemic. What are the birds doing? They're attacking humans basically because of some sort of environmental message. That's oh, going right. through the film. Oh, it's thought provoking. Tim yeah. Allen's poison the water supply, <laughs> oh, which is a reference right. to a different podcast that we recorded together. Come out for a week, <laughs> so that will just sound really weird. <laughs> but you do need to check your your uh, your Dreamcast one that we recorded with you if you want to understand some of the yes. weirdness in this. 
Um, so a little bit Dreamcast. Of, yeah, I just thought you just made your, your own podcast. The forgotten console from the two thousands. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, so guys. if you load up your Dreamcast, yeah. <laughs> we'll appear on that weird detachable memory card in the middle of the controller. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the Dreamcast. My mate had one. I know. I, I I never got one, but I, oh. Virtual tennis, come on. Um, so, my favourite piece of trivia about this is when they took this film independently, of course, to the Sundance Film Festival, he drove a van around, uh, James and the director of this film, um, covered in paper birds, and he handed out flyers that read bedemic.com. He spelt the film wrong on his flyers. <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> that is crazy. Have you ever have you ever misprinted the club night flyer? Yes, uh, actually done it yesterday <laughs> and, and got pulled on it. My Christmas yeah. Eve one, yeah, got all the prices wrong for drinks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no biggie. Um, <laughs> Distributed ten thousand of those. We're gonna definitely run out of loss. I really hope no one shows up. It's gonna break me. You heard it here first. <laughs> You're on a cheap night on the twenty fourth. <laughs> so, um, how was it received at Cannes? At <laughs> <laughs> Sundance, I, it was basically just screened at a random cinema whilst the Sundance Film Festival was happening. I mean, they didn't, they didn't get submitted. <laughs> Um, so this is actually one that in Joel's weird obsession with trying to get in touch with people involved. It, actually, I say that. I think they got in touch with us. Yeah, they did, yeah. So we released the episode at the time and then it got it got um, shared by the Facebook account of Birdemic and we were like, that's really weird. And then there was a comment being like, really funny, this is like... To- that the observations are like totally correct on this like we were Thank taking you. the piss yeah <laughs> and it turned out the producer like thought we thought that our observations of how awful it were were like all really accurate and he he, he quite liked us and continued listening well, he, to he the sort of said to us he sort of said to us like you don't know the half of it kind of yeah and then never revealed any more details <laughs> yeah. about the director he was like you don't even know like so half we, like, of so we like okay bonus episode let's call you let's call you and he well. then went quiet He's been silenced by the director. So, before we, we, we wrap it up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, shit films that you actually think are good. Oh. Birdemic's there. If not, for, right. The ones that we've seen. Would so you sit down and watch it again? You right? wouldn't sit down and watch it With again. my mate. With mates, I would. If for nothing mates. else, right, there was, when we did this podcast, there was a, a theme that would run through, which is basically directors... Um, it clearly they found out that it was actually really hard to fill 90 minutes of time and so one of the tactics they would use was to make the opening credits last about seven <laughs> minutes but another tactic they would use and this happened time and time again honestly every other film it was this is they would put an entire musical performance in <laughs> yeah, of an entire song. song from start yeah. to finish and there is, is yeah the reason you would rewatch Birdemic is there is this <laughs> song in it called Hanging Out With the fam- My Family yeah and by is, a guy called Damien Carter it's fucking brilliant and it's so good you get like the full four minutes of it having ourselves a party, party. and you get just full, hanging out in the middle of the film just four minutes of that because they're like oh, fuck we need to get this to 90 minutes so the, the main oh, couple go Damien on a date and, Damien- <laughs> we'll, and we'll be on next year for our top five Damien well. Carter tracks <laughs> um, yeah uh, yeah, yeah but that would happen again and again and again they would find a reason for a band to be in a scene or something yeah. and they would just do like just a full track Four minutes, yeah, it's so good. So, yeah, I would say the two that we mentioned as honourable mentions, Die Hard Dracula and Theodore X and Birdemic. If you're with your mates and having a few drinks, I genuinely think that's a really fun thing to put on in the background. Do you know what? When I I watched Birdemic, when I scanned for it, I was on my own. 
but uh, yeah, there's lo- there's lo- there's <laughs> that's lo- one of the there's... saddest things I've ever. <laughs> oh, mate, I mean, like, you, you, John, we can, you can't tell. We watch like, so many. You like that producer? You don't know the half. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I've watched so many terrible movies, but like you say, I one of my favourite things to do is t- stick on a terrible movie, like Mega Shark versus Giant yeah. Octopus. Mm. is the perfect example of that. Uh, again with Tom Coles we, we all watch those movies well, there's loads of ones that are just called Something Ninja that were made in the <laughs> 80s and early 90s American and, Ninja films no, Ninja Commando American yeah. Ninja but they're, they're, there's worse ones Ninja Attack and they're <laughs> fucking amazing they're so bad but you can't help but watch it because also like East, Eastern cinema and they you've do got have realize... different ideas about how to, to, to tell narratives and their beats in movies are different so you get that when it's done badly and it is almost like it's impossible to follow sometimes and it's so, great. So when people talk about shit films, I instantly think of Showgirls, right? Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, I don't think it's that bad. No. Yeah. So um, what we did at the time as well I mean, is... it's a work of art compared to the bollocks you have been talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, at the, when we were doing this podcast, we would do a special every year where we'd try and watch all of the uh, films nominated. Is Showgirls in the bottom 250? No. No, 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 no. So we'd try and watch all the films nominated for the worst film, Razzie, that year, which is a thing they do the night before the Oscars, which is yeah. the worst films of that yeah, year. Yeah. And like we would watch like stuff like uh, Paul Blart, Moor Cop 2. And honestly, Paul Bart, Paul Blart, Moor Cop Two, is a masterpiece compared to some of the films yeah, that we really had to see. Yeah, it's 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 just watchable. You can spend ninety minutes passes by. Like some of these, it's a real yeah. effort to get to the Tracks, end of. Yeah. So what we're saying is, if you if you're listening to this and you think you've seen bad films, you haven't seen. Bad films. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Watch Copper Mountain. Use this as a deterrent. <laughs> Do something more practical with your time. <laughs> Please, please. Yeah. Start a podcast. It's, it's too late for me and John. Yeah. Save yourselves. <laughs> Them guys are fucked. There's still time for use. <laughs> well, guys, that's been amazing. Thank, Thank you, you so much, much for coming um, guest him. Thank you. Um, we'll record some other outros and, uh, and, and point them over to, to, to our episode on the the, uh, on the, the Dream Factory <laughs> <laughs> so go um, go check out Dream Factory because there's a Hark Odyssey episode coming next week over there and yeah sign up like tweet share and all of that and let's hear your worst movies yes and uh, what we'll do is we'll tag the, uh, the, the lads in when we put all our social media posts up and I know full well that most of you are going to I've watched a lot of shit films uh, because well, we... if you're tasting podcasts, it's exactly <laughs> that. Exactly that. <laughs> All right, thanks again, lads, and uh, yeah. So there you have it, you crotch goblins. What a wicked episode! How much fun are Joel and John? The Dream Factory is their podcast. Go and check it out, you freaks. Acast.com forward slash Dream Factory. That's HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash www.acast.com forward slash dream factory i think it's a forward slash i've never known the difference between the forward and backslash someone write in and 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 help me help me that was great thanks joel and john for coming on and we will see you crazy fools next week but don't forget we did a patron with joel and john so come over to forward slash hardcore listing or backslash hardcore listing however you want to live your life on Patreon and also go and check out our recording with the guys at the Dream Factory I think it was really neat so go and do it until next week bitches take care of yourselves yeah it's a drunken soiree in the within
Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.